What is good, guys and gals, and welcome to the Films and Pixels podcast, episode 39. I'm your host, Afif. For those that are tuning in, thank you for watching and listening. I really appreciate it. And if you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the show, if you have, if you have not subscribed before to the YouTube channel or my audio platforms, streaming platforms like Spotify and Anagami, Google Podcasts, just a few examples, please do so. It's much appreciated and you're more than welcome to do, join along, to come along for the ride and all, and all sorts. So thank you if you have. And also liking, commenting, really appreciating. So, you know, just comment on anything in this video, in this channel. It's always most welcome. But yeah, for the topics, not a lot, but I think just a few things that are important to discuss such as my review for Nimona, a new animated movie on Netflix, plus uh, Pioneer DJ buying Serato, and the biggest social media news of the week and likely of the month is obviously Threads. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking about Threads in this episode, how it's quickly succeeded, and what is the future of Threads. So, uh, yeah, without further ado... Let's get this thing going. All right, so the first topic for this episode, I do want to review a surprisingly really good animated movie currently streaming on Netflix called Nimona. It does uh, uh, star Riz Ahmad and Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, you know, Chloe voicing the main character, Nimona, and Riz Ahmad playing a knight called Ballister Baldheart. I, before just giving my opinions on it, I just want to talk about the backstory of this movie. The whole concept, like, the project originally was was in production, like, way back, I think, in 2015, because around that year, or even the year after that, <clears throat> there was a graphic novel from N.D. Stevenson, and that's where the idea for this animated movie came from. Now, Blue Sky Studio, they were initially in charge of animation production for this movie. And so when it was announced, I think in maybe around that time, and then it was almost done, maybe in 2021, or I think like it was 75% done. So 2019, we all know about Disney buying 20th Century Fox film and television IP properties, right? So when Disney shut down Blue Studios, Blue Sky Studios in 2021, like that meant that Nimona was canceled. So it didn't seem like this movie would ever come out again. And when movie animated movies, when they're like three-fourths done, like a quarter close to being finished, like normally it never happens. So the producers really made a ton of effort to find distribution companies. Um you know, just for getting it out there. Now, thankfully, Annapurna Pictures did pick up the project. Uh, a new animation team called DNAG Animation. They got the film done. And and so it was great. Like when the movie was picked up in 2022, a screen at the Annecy Animation Festival 2023. Critics really liking it. So it's crazy when that movie was supposed to come out uh, in 2020. Got canceled 2021, 2022, 
Annapurna picks it up, released a year later, twenty this year, 2023 on Netflix. So it's just crazy how the whole situation turned out. And I'm really glad it is. It, it sort of goes with the familiar tropes of two main characters who are so, sort of misfits, try to find common ground in one another because the point with Ballister Boldheart, he's accused of murdering the queen when there was a ceremony of knighting him and his comrades. And suddenly his uh, sword lights up and kills the queen. And it was just simply called the city. Now, I did like the main setting. It's kind of like a mixture of this sci-fi cyberpunk look with civilians, who, with medieval civilians, with knights and so forth. It's kind of a, a nice mix. It's a great take, you know. And so all of a sudden they find each other's presence and they cooperate just to f clear his name and so forth. It gets complicated when it's clear who's really who really made the effort to frame him for murder, what are her reasons, and especially his best friend to ask with diff difficult task of following orders while sort of trying to save his best friend, doesn't want to arrest him, but has to and really cares about him. And so I thought that was really cool. Now, as for Nimona, like, I thought really fun character. Chloe Grace Moretz did a really great job, like, just being energetic, exciting, and so forth. Really great uh, screen presence, especially with her character who's shape-shifting into different animals. And I really liked some of the action scenes. I thought the action was great. Animation was just really nice to watch as well. That's just something I... I think should be commended as well. Like a lot of credit to all the both Blue Sky Studios and DNEG for the work done on this movie. Just getting it done, having it completed, really amazing animation. And so, like as usual, we we find like a backstory to Nimona, but like it just why is why is she important or what is her connection to some of the characters in the past? So that's kind of why. We see who she is or who she was. And we see her, how she emotionally reacts to being called a monster. You know, when it comes to intense arguments between Nimona and uh, Boldheart, you know? So I thought that was kind of cool. Try to be like a crime fighter sort of way. Now, this director is sort of like an antagonist. She doesn't want like commoners to be knights and she would believe like it would have started a downfall and so forth. So... Her reason understood, but execution poorly, I guess. But, I mean, like, one of the things that I, again, I also like about this movie, colorful. Um, the facial animation is very exp expressive. That's really nice to see as well. That also fantastic. Uh, just a quick thing. Uh, one of the characters, actually two of them, they were actually... You know, this movie did include diverse, more diversity with LGBTQ plus as well. So the fact that there is LGBTQ plus a character in the movie and uh, being streamed on Netflix, if it was streaming and not in theaters, it would have been banned in theaters and at least in the MENA regions. For all, so, I mean, the, the fact that Netflix, you're more than willing to include, I mean, that's really great for them. Great for everyone involved. And I, still, this is a fantastic movie. I mean, look, let me say this. As, as of this moment, I've yet to see Elemental. I haven't been too interested for some reason. 
I mean, I know someone who did watch it. He really liked it. But it seemed like some of the critical reactions did sort of scare me away. I mean, it's still playing in theater, so maybe I might change my mind. But but it seems like there's more of a positive reaction towards Nimona more so than Elemental. But I mean, that that's just all it is. I'm just glad that the third act did go in a more action dramatic uh, direction for this movie. And yeah, like, as expected, a happy ending. But this movie in general, I mean... It, it's just fun. It's just entertaining. There's a good heart to it. So, yeah, I'd say go ahead and watch this movie. You might have a good time at home with your family and friends. Most DJs around the world are likely familiar with brands such as Pioneer and Serato. So, when there was a recent announcement of Pioneer, uh, the Al or I should say Alpha Theta, who are the parent company behind Pioneer DJ, announcing their acquisition of Serato Audio Research Limited. <clears throat> it was a surprise of two of the biggest DJ music production names in the business, you know, now under one corporate umbrella. So with Pioneer now acquiring Serato, I mean, that's pretty huge. But of course, there has to be approvals from, you know, uh, business branches, business partners in New Zealand and Japan, at least according to my understanding, but it's pretty significant that Pioneer did acquire Serato. So what does it mean for their business? I guess, I guess more hardware production, more software. I, I can't really say for certain, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know any famous DJs that use Serato or Pioneer products, but I, you know, I, I do think it's actually pretty nice as well. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know too much about Serato, but, uh, you know, they are based in Auckland, New Zealand. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, pretty nice information, but definitely one of the top, uh, music DJ brands worldwide. So pretty nice to see. And I realize I don't have much to say. I don't know. I'm just repeating. So I do apologize. But I'm not really like just finding research on this topic. I'm not really sure why there was an agreement on this. But still pretty cool nonetheless. And, but I guess that also means more high quality hardware, more high quality DJ sets. Likely more um, likely upgraded software for Pioneer at Serato. Which will up the game of more famous DJs, more upcoming DJs, you know, also younger DJs that are trying to get into the game. So I think in some ways everyone just wins both sides. Now for the most important topic of the episode, threads. Of course, I'm going to be talking about threads. The fact that threads has quickly become popular so fast and really more than like what 1 million 100 million users so far i mean it's crazy that um, threads ha has amassed 1 billion users in less than 2 hours and 100 million users in its first 5 days that's faster th than any sort of major tech brand what you name it instagram tiktok facebook youtube you name it twitter even faster than twitter faster than netflix anything you can think of and even much faster than ChatGPT because 
I think if I'm correct, like chat GPT, like 1 million in five months. So that's crazy. And threats could make like $8 billion by 2025. So that's even insane. Now, do I still think there's work to do? Yes. First, how can it be cleared by the European Union despite, um, you know, violations of data breaching concerns and even Meta forced to block anyone from using VPN just to download threads. So hopefully threads can be downloaded legally around Europe, even though it's understandable. It's available in more than 100 countries, but it's insane. The stats like, you know, threads was downloaded um, on its release day by 22% in India, 20% in the UK, 16% Brazil and 40% US like I mean, those are really encouraging statistics. Uh, like 18% of them are like Android users, and but really more so iOS, largest group iOS. But then again, Android, iOS, more and more people are signing up to threads. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. 68% um, of males on the app and then like 32% of females on threads. Um, but still, just the fact that it, like 1 million, 2 million, just two hours breaking the record of ChatGPT, like five days. If I'm, I mean, to me, that's still insane. And yeah, as you can expect, like more from Gen Z, more like most of the users are like so far Gen Z. And so that's really cool. And like 20%, like from the age of 25, 23 to 25. And like 11% males, 5% females. I think you know where this is going. Like it is a complete success. Like I said, there is work to do, but I like where it is. There isn't any ads right now. Nothing about trending topics, trending topics, hashtags, uh, no desktop website yet. Like unlike all the other major social media platforms that you can think of. So I think a desktop website, that'll come soon. I guess it's okay. There's no hashtags, but that is expected. Maybe a few things that are still missing, but I like where it is now. Especially since it's already really successful. I like that it can allow like, what, 800 characters and five minutes of videos on like Twitter for like two minutes. So that's really cool. And because it's linked to Instagram, like if you deactivate or delete Instagram threads also as well, I maybe they'll find a fix. But to me, that's no big deal. Because it's obvious the draw is a, a text-based app that links to Instagram, you know, already launched, already successful, and it's working. So I think that was the easy draw, a much easier, I suppose, a much more likable alternative to Twitter, especially because now I feel like Twitter's user interface has become clunky. I don't really like how Twitter like has complicated with the badge certification payments blue or gold or whatever it may else included and how there's like a for you tab and a following tab similar to TikTok. I thought it was fine on its own without any of it. So that's just something that I noticed I didn't really like, but I just accepted it anyway. And um I mean and, uh let me see let me see here. Threat statistics first say that ninety percent ninety six percent of the users uh, were active on Instagram as well as what well, 80% on WhatsApp, 
58% on Facebook, 56% on Twitter. So again, that's really cool. No doubt it's a big rival to Twitter to the point that Twitter are seriously considering suing Meta for threads and for stealing the codes and all sort of stuff. I mean, amazing how it does it. Just link your Instagram account and that's really it. I mean, they just made it really simple. They just wanted to make it really friendly and simple. But then again, this is sort of Meta's way of taking down Elon Musk and Twitter. Like I said before, if there's a cage match between Zuckerberg and Musk, I think we're all going to sign up and watch it. It's going to be really funny. It's going to be really fun. But what else? What else? Uh, I mean, even like since the 7th of July, more like an 18% growth. But uh, I, I just think it's astounding the early success. Is this like early hype or early buzz? And then could it fade away? Let's hope not because it seems like there's a lot of good vibes. There's a lot of good energy and plenty of excitement. But when something early starts, like something new, and then kind of fades away after like people go back to any sort of social media platform that they're already like hooked on, already like use much, whether it's even like if it's just like TikTok or most of the people, because Twitter is already well-established since like 2006. So maybe a lot of them go back to Twitter. But you know what's so funny? A lot of people, a lot of my friends, family that I know well, you know, it's it's funny that none of them either are on Twitter or don't use Twitter, you know, and or don't use it very much. And the fact that they're embracing threads more than they ever thought of embracing Twitter, I think that's really cool. But this is the power of the, I don't want to say metaverse because that's just cheeky, but the branding behind, you know, with behind Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, the, the whole Meta Inc. umbrella with the Facebook, the Messenger, the Instagram and WhatsApp, especially with the whole stories used on all of their platforms taken from Snapchat. Snapchat still alive, but I'm not sure if millennials and Gen Z still use it at this point. And then the reels taken from TikTok and then the threads now from Twitter so a little bit of like here and there, and yet no one's able to stop them. And of course, there have been data sharing, data breach lawsuits. But the fact that there's already been like early buzz and already like early success that will grow even tremendously on threads is astounding, to say the least. Do I see roadblocks? There's going to be roadblocks. But what there's also going to be is more room for opportunities for our brands to, you know, likely grow their audience and bring more audiences to a platform that they prefer even more so than Twitter. If, you know, cause not getting a large following on Twitter, they can easily do so on threads. So that's another exciting reason to join in. So, I mean, meta with threads, they only have more reason to just be excited and keep growing this platform from there. So only time will tell how to go. Will it be stopped from Twitter? No, but the rivalry between Threads and Twitter should be really fun to watch. All right, guys and gals. Uh, again, uh, just those three topics. I just want to thank you all again for listening, tuning in, just watching from beginning to end for episode 39 of the Films and Pixels podcast. Thank you so much. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I really do encourage you. But again, thank you. It means a lot. 
for any of you just to watch and listen. Uh, you know, I just like to share my thoughts and opinions. And, you know, until it's over, it goes on, you know. Like they say, the fat lady, until the fat lady sings, doesn't happen. But it, never mind. It's a dumb joke. But again, thank you for just watching and listening. Good day and good night.